The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Alrighty, welcome to another edition of PA High School Football Report. I am your host, Eric Epler from Penn Live. My colleague, as always, is Dan Sostic. Dan, how we doing, brother? Oh, you know, I'm I'm doing great. Looking forward to Turkey Day just uh, after having my 10-year high school reunion on Saturday. So nice, 10 years. I'm old man now, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you yeah, not yeah, an bu- old man. Busy, busy time in uh, in the Sostek household. So, did anybody pull that like jerk move and 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 show up in a in a limo or a helicopter? Uh, no, someone. There were some people who were bragging, you know, about flying in, uh, paying paying for first class plane tickets and everything. But uh, <laughs> the scenic suburban Philadelphia, but. Uh, no, besides that, it was a, it was a rollicking old time that, uh, had some, had some drinks, had some wings, uh, and, uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's cut that off right then and there. Yep. Well, it's, it's certainly frigid time of the year. Uh, you have to cover things so they don't fall off, uh, with the wind chill factored in, but it is state quarterfinal time. And that also, uh, means it's time to crown the last three, uh, district three champions, in class 4A, 5A, and 6A. Thanks for joining us again prior to Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble to you all. Have a safe and healthy one. And, of course, we look forward to a a weekend, another weekend of great football action. Look, I got like nine turkeys I got to fry for the neighborhood, and I'm out of peanut oil. So if anybody knows where I can get some, I know know the the price of everything's gone up. Peanut oil is ridiculously priced, by the way. Even so, at, uh, like a Costco or something, it's still. I guess you got to buy bulk. I don't know. It was like I, I saw. I saw one. It was three, uh, three gallons for sixty five dollars. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, probably a lot of people are nodding their heads because if anyone who's listening to this has to just be listening while they're trying to find something to do while they're you know uh, preparing the turkey because otherwise, why are you listening to us on uh, Thanksgiving? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you're doing. You're trying to find peanut oil. You got it in the ear, and I we appreciate it. absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Dan. So let's we're going to run through the five gigantic games, obviously featuring mid pen conference programs. Uh, let you know how we think those franchises are going to handle their business. We're going to start our look in from Posh, and we do say and we do mean Posh Memorial Field and State College, where the unbeaten Little Lions will host Whippeal Champ North Allegheny. This is Friday night, seven p.m. This is a prime six A state quarterfinal. Isn't that right, Dan? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, we we don't get Pitt Penn State anymore, so we're gonna get State College versus North Allegheny. It's probably the closest we'll get to that for a while. But uh, man, this is this is quite the matchup. Uh, you know, anytime you get a Whippeal champ, that's you always know that that means something. And when you have an unbeaten State College team squaring off against them, that means something too, because you know the the type of team State College has to beat to get to that mark. Um, we we we've talked about state college before. We know we know how good they are. We know about uh, Deontay Sheff. We know Steven Scordis. We know the Dinchers. We know uh, Mid Penn Commonwealth Defensive Player of the Year um, as voted on the coaches uh, J W Scott. That was a bit of a surprise, but well well 
uh, definitely a deserving <clears throat> a deserving candidate. Um, they're a good team. They're facing off against a really good uh, North Allegheny team that has been bad. They they might have one loss. They have might have one more loss than State College, but they have. You know, when you when you go through that whippy old schedule, you've been battle tested. They beat Central Catholic twice this year, which I don't care if it's a down year for Central Catholic or a up year for Central Catholic. Beating that program twice is really impressive. Wins over Seneca Valley, uh, Penn Trafford, Mount Lebanon. Uh, only lost to Pine Richland. Beat McDowell 29-18, which, as we know, State College eat by last week. Um, yeah. So... You don't you don't want to do you know the the if X then Y type game with this kind of stuff, but it's going to be a challenge. That home field is going to be a big factor though, because that's a great home field advantage up there in uh, Happy Valley. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to consider, and the EPC has an argument here too, but you have to consider that Whitfield Six A uh, grouping to be. It is the second toughest. Yeah. Um, and the EPC, like I said, is right then and there, but you know, to the Mid-Pen Commonwealth. And, and even though it certainly, you mentioned, would be considered a down year yeah. uh, for teams like Pittsburgh CC, Mount Lebanon, and even Seneca Valley. I mean, these are still rough physical football games that you have to navigate through. You have to find ways to win. I mean, Cannon Mack, obviously, in the regular season was no problem. Then all of a sudden, boom, here you are. Uh, grand stage in the Whippeal semifinals. North Allegheny scrapes by 7 nothing. But that's the type of football games that North Allegheny has traditionally won. Yep. They've traditionally been successful in these tight matchups because, A, they have really strong, determined kids, yep. and, B, they're always physical. Yep. So you can always lean on that physicality in games like that, when it, especially in deep in the fourth quarter when it really matters and everybody's legs are aching out the you – know, you know what. So – so what do you need to win here? I mean, what do you need to win here if you're NA? You've got a poised quarterback in Logan Kushner who's been, you know, he doesn't have eye-popping eye numbers. Really, nobody on the squad has eye-popping numbers. But you've got a running back in Andrew Gavlin can get you tough, tough yards. you got a great switchback in Kieran Boyd who has been equally dangerous in the flats. He's, I think he's got 35 or 40 receptions, something like that. He's averaging probably close to 20 yards a catch. Uh, so he's dangerous. And a guy on defense and Kevin O'Donnell just kind of finds the ball. This is a team that's right around 60 TFLs. Yeah. So that just tells you they live and breathe in def in opposing backfields. So it's it's just not the easiest defense to score on. Um, that being said, State College has done worlds to be able to win tough football games. They showed it at Harrisburg when they came down to Severance Field and won 20 to 6. Uh, shut that offense down. Yes, Harrisburg was shorthanded in that game, but still, you hold Harrisburg to six points, you're doing some damage. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, uh, we can't say enough good things about Finn Furmanek, the quarterback, and about Deontay Sheffy uh, and what they've meant to that offense this year. Um, they show it again, they show it every single week. Um, so, I look for – I mean, I think this is going to be one of the most physical football games that that, that both teams have played all season long. Uh, it, it makes sense that this is going to be in frigid weather, uh, as it should be, um, and it may come down to the final possession. I, I don't know how you see this. I, I, I see this as a North Allegheny victory. I know going into State College is a tough, tough environment, um, but I think in the, in the long run, I think North Allegheny – 
is that type of team that could slow this offense down. And as you know, State College is pretty dangerous offensively. Yeah, we're on the same page here. I just I think that you're gonna kind of you're gonna kind of be able to tell how this game went based on you know the total points scored in this game. I think if if North Allegheny can keep it around, you know, that twenty to fourteen, that seventeen yep. to thirteen type game, I really think that that's the type of game flow that's gonna it's gonna allow them to feel like they're in control of the contest. If if you know Deontay Sheffy uh, rips off a ninety-two yard kick return to start the game, force a punt, then an eighty-yard big play on the uh, catch and run on the second drive, they're up fourteen nothing. All of a sudden. It's a totally different ball game, and I think I really think kind of how whoever kind of dictates how the game goes at the start is going to really have a have a like. I mean, obviously that's how most football games go, but this one in particular, just because they are really, I mean, they're kind of similar teams, but I really think we all we know, like you said, how North Allegheny wants to play it. They've, I mean, they've got a seven three win over uh, Central Catholic this year. I think that's the. I think that you know. They they don't they don't need to win pretty they want to win and they they do a lot of it so um, I'm leaning North Allegheny as well just because I think that defense is going to travel. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there. It's going to be a well of a ball game and don't uh, underestimate. You know, uh, the question is how much juice to State College can they can they regain quickly after that unbelievable yeah. game against McDowell, fifty seven to fifty, uh, just an unbelievable football game. So. Anyway, all right, uh, Dan, let's move on. Uh, we're going to slide uh, south probably about an hour and a half from uh, from Memorial Field, and we're going to hit Cobo Field, brand new, posh Cobo Field. There we go. Uh, uh, to see uh, executive education at Trinity. This is obviously a PIAA 2A quarterfinal, 7 o'clock Friday night. Your thoughts? First off, maybe the best mascot. One of the top 10 mascots. Yes. In- the Raptors. I mean, you don't you don't see that in high school very often, especially with a uh, a school name of Executive Education. That's just a very <laughs> it's a great combination. Um, but let me tell you, do not overlook this team. I think um, I think we've uh, we've been kind of talking with Jordan Hill a little bit heading into this game, and he said that this is a really really good football team. Um, you know, they they're coming off a thirty. Uh, they they won the Eastern Conference uh, in 2021 in the small yep. school game. Uh, they're they've had so that means they have big game experience. Uh, Darnell Lope, Darnell Lopez has been really big for this team. Uh, but man, Trinity is sometimes there's just you know a team is on a roll and Trinity is on that roll right now. Uh, Caleb Ray is playing some really good football. We got Max Schlager, um, quote unquote honorable mention for the the mid uh, and the mid right teams um i i have a feeling he will he will be coming a, a bit higher on and <laughs> lives uh team uh then you got messiah mickens you got all the talent on that has really started to um generate more and more confidence season because i really like what i've seen from christian joy as well um who's really kind of come on as the season goes uh trinity has a lot of weapons uh to uh, a lot of weapons uh but you know, executive education really shocked the um, kind of shocked the two A world uh, last week with a forty two fifteen win over Lakeland. I mean, so you really can't. This this feels like a game of two teams that no one really thought were going to be here at the start of the year, right? And now, right, and now it's you know one of one of them's gonna one of them's gonna have a shot to be in the the uh, 
kind of be there at the end of the year vying for a state title. I think it's just a really cool story. Yeah, it is a cool story, basically. I mean, it, the school's only executive education only been around since 2014. Yeah. It's their first year as an academic uh, like institution. Coast of, uh, of Yeah, and it's just, and all of a sudden, their first year in football, eight last year, uh, they go to at least the Eastern Conference. And, and I know the Eastern Conference is sort of frown, you know, not, it's sort of bypassed because it's, it basically says you didn't make the playoffs, but you were next in line, yeah. uh, which is tough, but it's still a postseason game in your first year of existence. So, I mean, that says a lot for this team. It says a lot uh, about, uh, about the coaching staff, Uh, Larry Ford, uh, who's the man, who's the coach head coach for the Raptors. And uh, it says something about the guys that are coming in. I mean, this is a, this is a good football team. I got to see film on them against Burks Catholic earlier in the year. Uh, Their passing game was really, really impressive. Lopez was really impressive in that game. Uh, and a couple other games, he's been really consistent. And what I like about them is, is they'll they can go vertical on you, or they can pick you apart with short passes. And last week it was the latter uh, against Lakeland. They just sort of got it out to their playmakers like Roman, uh, Damon Young, Emery Plummer. They got it to those guys, and those guys did the heavy lifting. Um, and it came out to be a huge, huge forty-two fifteen win over Lakeland, uh, which we right it shocked a lot of people. So I agree with you on an assessment of Trinity. We talked about Trinity now for the last probably, you know, five, six weeks about uh, not only the the progress that these players have made, but the attitude and the physicality that they're showing. Um, and I think it'll show up uh, big time in this one. Um, I know, I think most of us picked Trinity in this one, but it could be, uh, we're looking at maybe it'd be a, cl- a, a close game. I mean, once you get... Once you get to the stage, too, I mean, obviously all these teams are, you know, beyond respectable and 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 they're a little bit more mature in knowing how to keep things a little bit tight. Uh, I don't see Trinity running away from executive education just because uh, I think the weather is going to be OK for, for passing game and things like that. So um, but I do like Trinity in this game. I do like Trinity to go to the semifinals right. and um but we'll see. This is a this is a worthy opponent, and uh, he certainly executive education certainly has Jordan Hill's attention, yeah. full attention. Yeah, I, sure. pick, I I believe I picked Trinity to win, but um, exec, executive to cover um, the spread by yours truly, uh, yours truly, Eric Epler. Um, I I <laughs> think I think as you said, with kind of how executive education plays, it's really going to be a big test for Schlager um, at that linebacker position. I think uh, this could be a game where he ends up with. 15 to 15 tackles, you know, one of those, one of those games where his, his Jersey is going to be extremely dirty at the end of the game. It's going to be um, soaked in uh, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever field, whatever uh, you call the turf on a Kobo field. But um, yeah, I expect, I expect <laughs> yeah, a big game. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely where guys like Tucker Painter and, and he, you know, even uh, obviously Jacob Ness too off the edge. You know, all these guys, Colin Morrow, all these guys, the free safety is all, they're all going to be, you know, really, really important in this football game. This is, it, it is almost more about Trinity's defense than anything else um, that'll, that'll decide this one. And uh, in the last couple of weeks, boy, they've been really, really good. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Then when we come back, we'll shuffle through the last three uh, PIAA or district three games involving mid pen teams. 
The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. All right, we're back. Talking a little bit about postseason football. We've reached the PIAA quarterfinal round. And of course, that includes a couple District 3 championship games, a trio of them on tap uh, this weekend. And this one is a, well, it's a howitzer. It's one of the, uh, it's the most anticipated game, obviously, in 4A uh, that we've seen. Mannheim Central visits Bishop McDevitt, 6 p.m. Friday at the Rock, Rocco Ortenzi Stadium. Uh, this is, of course, for the District 3 4A championship round. Uh, the Barons have looked really, really good. And, of course, we know um, what McDevitt can do offensively and defensively. Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Dan? It's always interesting, right? Because we talk about this a lot with McDevitt. They start the season with <laughs> the toughest game you could pro- you could possibly find every year. Um, and they did that this year with uh, Emotep and uh, well, LaSalle, they made LaSalle actually look pretty easy, but it was a tough schedule, tough game on paper. Then they go through, you know, their divisional play, and every week it's about like a 60 nothing win, and you don't really get to see them kind of faced with a ton of adversity, right? Right. I, th- I think they're going to face some adversity this week. I don't – I'm my pick's still Bishop McDevitt. I still think they're the favorites. I still think they're the favorite – they're – I, I still think that they're going to get to Cumberland Valley and get to that title game, but this is a really tough matchup. Um, Mannheim, Mannheim Central played really well last week. They've been, they've been playing really well. Their offense has been on fire. Um, you know, they have really good wideouts. They've got a really good running back. Um, Zach Hahn has been really good. 29 touchdowns, three picks on the season. Um, you don't get too many matchups of Stone Saunders where you get another quarterback on the right. other side who has a similar touchdown interception ratio to um, Saunders. This is going to be a good game. I really think that um, it, it's kind of tough to go from the schedule. No, no disrespect to any of the teams they've been playing, but to go from that level of competition to a team like uh, Mannheim. Uh, I, like I said, I still expect, um, McDevitt's got the players, they've got the talent, they've got the home field advantage. They should pull it out, but this is, I think they're going to get, they're going to get, I, I would, wouldn't be shocked if they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, this is, uh, this is an easy fact that uh, obviously my absence has played the way, but played the better schedule. Yeah. Uh, from top to bottom. Uh, yes, McDevitt went and lost to Imhotep and played Imhotep and they're superior, but, you know, think of the game they didn't play. You know, West Toronto prep. Thank heavens they didn't play that one. <laughs> yeah, that might have lost um, order. But, you know, Mannheim, four points away from Exeter Township. That's yeah. their loss. So there's no shame there at yes. all. You mentioned Zach Hahn, the quarterback from Mannheim Central. Uh, 29 TDs, three picks. That's <laughs> That's way beyond efficient. Yeah, uh, I I like Bryson Arnold. They're back. You mentioned him as well. I like the fact that these guys are. It's it, I mean, there's no one in the Super League in the LL Super League. I don't even know what they call it now, but um, you know, with more yards, uh, average 447 uh, yards per game for Mannheim Central, um, and this is a very good defense. No one really talks about Mannheim Central's defense. I mean, you're, you're talking about 32 TFLs as a team. 
Um, that's the most important. That's important. The most important number to me. I mean, they've got to find a way to somehow disrupt Stone Saunders. Yeah, that's the key to this game because you know they're going to get some yards with Marquise Williams. You know their defense is strong enough to to create some short fields. So if Stone is just able to sit back there, uh, those big time targets are gonna are gonna rip Bandheim Central apart. So. Uh, they've got to find a way to disrupt him, and they they are very capable of doing it. Yeah, They're very capable of doing it. It's just what I love about this is you know both of these the, these are the two benchmark programs in that in that hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Really, they 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 both got sixty one wins, uh, district wins. Um, they've you know Manheim has eighteen district titles. McDevitt, I believe, is sixteen if I'm not mistaken, or going for sixteen. So uh, it's just it's just a massive, massive matchup. Um, you almost want to see this on a neutral field. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 at McDevitt to be just to be completely square across the board. But uh, yeah, I look for this one to be uh, not as high scoring as most might think. I, I think um, both teams are going to take a long time to kind of feel each other out, kind of like uh, boxers do in the first uh, in the first round and see what they're bringing. But uh, in the end, I believe we, I believe we agree. I think Bishop McDevitt top to bottom uh, is the better football team. Um, but man, this is going to be a well of a ball game. I think this is going to be something it's going to take something to trigger um, whether it's early or late, it's going to take something, uh, you know, a trigger a punt return for a touchdown or something like that to kind of roll momentum to that side. Uh, yeah. For good, I, I believe so because both can generate it in all three phases of the game. So yeah. I look, I look forward to this one big time. Yeah, you mentioned the key too. It was it's uh, everyone talks about the Mannheim Central offense, rightly so. I mean, it's as yeah. as you'll see. But the the one game Bishop McDevitt lost this year, Imatep really got after them. They got pressure on Stone Saunders, sacked him a bunch, really kept Marquise Williams behind the line of scrimmage for the whole game. And even then, McDevitt probably still should have won that game. Probably, you're right, exactly. Yeah. Dropped, uh, dropped a pair of touchdowns. They missed a field goal. There is a bunch of – I mean, granted, McDevitt also scored on a scoop and score fumble. But right. it was – it was the point is that even with all that pressure, McDevitt was still able to kind of hang in there against a really good team. But that's the type of thing that allows you to win these games. You have to do it. You just have to do it because – the, those um, Tyshawn Russell and Rico Scott are going to get open. Nick Sloji is going to get open in the flat. Uh, Marquise Williams, if you, if you don't get him in the backfield, he's going to go gain. He's he's a straightforward straight line back. He's going to go gain some yards if you don't hit him early. Uh, you have to be in the backfield. You have to win the that in the trenches. Um, otherwise, they're going to pick you apart. And I I think the, you said they have the capability to do it. It's just can you do it for four quarters? And I mean, and McDevitt's McDevitt's defense also doesn't get enough credit. We mentioned Mannheim central's defense doesn't. Um, I mean, Jerry Rawlson, I'd argue there haven't been many better defensive backs in the mid pen or even in district three than Jair has been this year. Uh, Nevin Hopkins come back from injury. Their linebackers are really good. I, you know, it's it like you said. It could be a game where we're talking about the offenses all week, and then it's a defense. It's a it's a fun defensive game that both defenses kind of make a statement that hey, we're here too. Yeah, or it'll be sixty five, sixty three. Yeah, I'm usually wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm all right, let's flip over to Saturday, Dan. We got two more games left: Manhunt Township at Harrisburg. 
This is 1 o'clock Saturday, Severance Field. This is for the District 3 6A championship game. Uh, we've done this dance before uh, with Manhattan Township coming to Severance uh, early in the season and picking up a 24-20 to 20 victory. You see something similar on Saturday? I'm really interested in this, and I know – I know Coach Cal Everett would not want he the, he doesn't want it to be about him. He's very much about the program, about the players. It's a players' game, but that was a game that um, you know Cal wasn't there. I believe, right? He was it was still serving his suspension. Right. Um, that's a big deal for a program like Harrisburg. I don't care what anyone says. That's a program that if any program embodies you know what their coach what uh, their coach and kind of plays through how he is on the sidelines. It's Harrisburg. That's a real symbiotic relationship there. I think that was a big deal missing him that game. Um, not an excuse. Mannheim Township's an incredible program. Um, they could easily win this game. I think it's going to be a very close game too, much like that game where it kind of came down to the very end. I believe it was four seconds left uh, Mannheim Township won or uh, at the buzzer. But um, it, I mean, I just think right now that – what Harrisburg did to Central York last week has got to have some teams pretty scared. They yes. they destroyed Central York without completing a pass. Like that is that is just something that you don't see when you're playing a program like Central York. It's it just goes to show what level this defense is operating on, and Terrell Reynolds is operating on seven sacks in two playoff games is absurd. Uh, still, every every time I um, watch Terrell Reynolds. The, the conversation in the press box is why is this kid not um, doesn't have uh, why doesn't he have bigger offers? I'm sure sure we'll get there at some point after this playoff run. But uh, uh, the their defense is operating on another level. Makai Hopkins is is he looks even harder to tackle than he normally does, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, but I mean Hayden Johnson, one of the most fun quarterbacks I think to watch in the district. He is. He he had so he he willed them to a win over Cumberland Valley. Um, just a really great quarterback. Uh, Twenty six touchdowns this year. Declan Clancy's real good, and then Landon Kennel at wide receiver. Uh, they're going to test that defense. I just think my picks Harrisburg, just because I think that defense um, is operating. It, it's really humming right now. Yeah, the one constant for the Blue Streaks has been Johnson. This kid has been fantastic. I mean, if I had to pick one quarterback to go out there and start a football game at a District 3, out of District 3, that this would be my guy. No one's operating with more poise. I mean, and again, there are quarterbacks with more than 2,500 yards passing. There are quarterbacks out there with more than 26 touchdowns. But the, how this guy commands off the offense – is crazy and it's it's so fun to watch him from afar just lead this team and again no no offense to Declan Clanton and the other guys on the offense I mean these guys have been great Landon Kennel's been unbelievable he's got 63 receptions on the season but Johnson just makes things happen he he, he wills it to happen and good he wants it to happen he goes out and makes makes it happen and remember Harris got to come back twice yeah, uh, against Mannheim in that game before Johnson delivered the the KO there with about uh, six seconds left or whatever it was um, to Asher. So, you know, it, he's been so impressive in this run. But you're you're right. We can't talk about Harrisburg's defense enough. We we just can't. I mean, and number two is the main spark plug. Um, 
it's funny because when we talk about Russ, we, we don't our Reynolds, we don't talk about his tackles. No, you know, <laughs> and he's he's on he's around the ball all the time. Yeah, the motors he's not just in the backfield wreaking havoc. The motors, uh, insane. yeah, it, it's just it's unbelievable. The, the 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 performance he put on at Central York was um it was just a, it was amazing to watch. They just could not block him. If you had three guys on him, they still he still would be in the backfield, causing uh, major chaos. So. I agree with you here. I think this is a, a short, short number uh, be, just because of Manheim Township and what Johnson uh, brings to the table. Man, I tell you, I had, I had a rough one going back and forth with this one because I, I think this is a different Manheim Township team than I've seen uh, in quite some time. Uh, just, just the, just by pure metal. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're so, they're so much more advanced um, mentally too. Uh, than what I've seen from a Mark Evans coach team and um, Harrisburg better bring their a game. Yeah. They better bring their a game or they're, they're going to, they're going to lose this one. So I'm going to probably pick Harrisburg, but if it's by more than a point or two, um, you know, I'm not thinking straight. Yeah. That's, that's how I'll put it. Yeah. I, I'm just, I just filed away after um, Harrisburg's opening playoff win against Wilson. You know, they, they came back, they, they blew a lead early. Um, Wilson came back and retook a lead, and Harrisburg comes back at the end, uh, ends up winning by you know two scores. And um, sometimes you know when games like that happen, coaches are little kind of peeved that they let a kind of let a lead slip away. Um, but Cal Everett was so happy and so proud of his team and how they had played there. And I filed that away because I, like I said, Cal Everett knows his program. He knows he he has a good read on where his team's at. And I think he felt like that was a sign that this team in a way that maybe Harrisburg teams in years past kind of weren't equipped to deal with those counter punches, to deal with those things that are going to happen in um, big playoff games. Uh, I think he feels like this is a team that's mentally strong enough to deal with that stuff. And so that's kind of why I'm leaning Harrisburg is I think these are two mentally strong teams. And I think it's really hard to beat Harrisburg twice at Severance Field in one season. I agree. All right, last game, we're going to go to War Veterans Memorial Field up at Steve, up at Cottage Hill. Northern Lehigh uh, visits Steel High, 1 p.m. Saturday. This is a PIAA 1A quarterfinal. Uh, the Bulldogs come in after winning another District 11 title. Obviously, last year they were 2A, um, and they come in with 12 victories, which is a big, big uh, feather in their cap. First time they've done that since 2010. Uh, and of course, they're facing the Rollers, who have really, really big ass uh, plans for this season. What do you think, Dan? Uh, you, the first first guy you look at um, when we're talking Northern Lehigh is, uh, for me at least, is their quarterback, uh, Nick Frame. He's a he's a real, really athletic guy. I think he had over a thousand rushing yards this year and passing yards. Um, so those type of guys can always always kind of throw a little wrinkle into playoff games, right? You know, you mm-hmm. think you have a sack, you think you've think you've got them down for a loss, all of a sudden it's a 30-yard gain and it changes an entire drive, changes an entire series. Um like you said, this has been so you I always like to file away when a team's kind of having its like a one of the best seasons in a program's history in a long time because I always think that that means there's something kind of behind you, right? You have some wind behind your sails. So I think that's going for them. They the defense has been really good this year for them as well. But I I mean, 
I maybe maybe the maybe I'm just being a little too biased for these mid bent teams. I feel like I'm saying this for all the but you know they're they're all here here for a reason. Uh, Steel High's been playing some great football recently, some really good football. I know you've seen a lot of it recently. Yeah, um, I think obviously everyone knows about Alex Irby. Uh, everyone knows about Rel Caesar. Uh, but I think I think maybe the biggest surprise has been uh, Ronald Burnett uh, kind of emerging late as their go-to running back uh, uh, kind of in this postseason run. He's been fantastic. I wrote about the Kwame McCraw before the season started, and I think he's kind of lived up to um, some of the expectations as just a super great athlete. And then that line, I mean, you don't see these, I don't think you see these, this talented of, you know, trenches too often in single A uh, football with Eugene Green, Tyshawn Allen, Tyshawn Holland Ali, and um, uh, Andrew Irby Jr. That's just a lot. This is a lot. This is a team that's been there before. It's a team that, you know, this is not where they, we all know what their aspiration is. Um, I'm leaning steel high in this one. Uh, but it, when you have those mobile quarterbacks, wonky stuff can happen too. Yeah. The one thing, the one uh, thing about the Bulldogs too, is their entire offensive line are returning starters. Mm-hmm. So that's allowed really allowed frame to kind of work both ends. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be a different look um, than what steel high had last week with Winber who, really never throws the ball. Yeah. Um, so when you're one dimensional like that, you can really just stack it and pin your ears back and go. Steel High's been very, very good at that. Uh you mentioned Green. Green's been Green's been a problem all year. Yeah. I mean Green is a serious problem to any football team that you you go against. Um I think he's one of the best defenders that we've had that we've seen regardless of classification. Um and you mentioned some of the other guys, obviously Jam Perry, the linebackers and all returning all state kid. Um, there's a lot of talent at Steel High. Um, Frame used to be a wideout, which is which was interesting, and he got shuffled in uh, to quarterback, and now he's a 1,000, 1,000 guy, uh, which is pretty pretty impressive um, in that in that realm. And the Clone of Schuylkill League's obviously uh, no joke in certain in, in a lot of places. So this to me is, uh, screams the same as Man Up Central gets McDevitt. I, I, I really think again. Um, unless Irby is, is disrupted, unless Irby is, you know, you get to the quarterback, um, and we know Irby's pretty mobile too. He can run the ball. Um, this is, you know, this could get sideways. I, mm-hmm. I just think because, uh, you know, they've protected Irby very, very well over the last couple of weeks. And, um, and he has those guys outside those weapons, um, that, you know, and they basically, they're not predictable. The routes aren't predictable. Uh, the offense isn't, isn't predictable, so it's going to be a lot for Northern Lehigh to to digest and to stop. So, um, but I give all the credit to uh, uh, to Joe Tal because I, I know this is a really good franchise. It's a really good program coming up uh, to Cottage Hill on Saturday. So, uh, Steel High has to be mindful of that, and they have to basically play assignment football, which they have been doing. It doesn't. I'm not suggesting that they haven't been that, haven't done that. But they've been doing that, and if they continue to do that, then I think they can win this win this football game and 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 make it back to the semifinals. Yeah, and I mean, if Steel High wins this football game, I mean, you start getting closer to kind of the history that Junior Alex Irby is going to be in with you know quarterbacks who won multiple state titles. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know who the last one would be who had won two by the time they were a junior. That's 
that'd be quite an accomplishment for this program. But that kind of speaks to, you know, the the level of experience this program has. A lot of these guys play got run on that team, you know. Yep. So it's it it really speaks to kind of kind of what what the rollers have going for them and kind of how they should be comfortable, especially after last year kind of ended a little uh, unceremoniously, not the way they wanted. I, that always kind of fires, uh, adds some extra fire too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, partner, I think that's good. Let's, uh, let's say thank you to obviously to everybody tuning in uh, again, happy Thanksgiving, uh, be safe. And uh, cause a lot of people travel, so be safe traveling. You do the same, Dan. And, of course, I will see you Friday night uh, when we pick up uh, Manhattan Central and, uh, and Bishop McDevitt. Should be a good one. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more.